You're listening to the Astrology Hub Podcast, practical wisdom for living your life on purpose. Hi there, my name's Amanda Poole-Walsh and I'm the founder of Astrology Hub. And I'm Donna Woodwell, Astrology Hub's senior editor and master astrologer. And we are here for your weekly forecast for the week beginning Monday, February 18th. Before we dive in, I just want to thank you so much for tuning into our podcast and for being a part of our community. So Donna, tell us about the week. What's the overall theme that we're going to be exploring this week? You know, Amanda, it might be more of a question of the week than a theme. And that question would be, how do we learn how to wait gracefully? Because I know this week provides several opportunities to help us explore this question for ourselves. So let's dive in. The week gets off to a wet start as the sun plunges into Pisces on Monday. In Chinese medicine, the water phase is that moment of gestation before something new is actually born. When we pull inward, reflect, and wait. And alas, waiting is not a word that modern culture likes very much. We prefer doing over waiting. And yet this week's and month's lessons are exactly about that, doing versus waiting. And as if to underscore the point, Venus, the goddess of desire and wanting, meets serious Saturn on Monday. Saturn, of course, is more than happy to delay gratification if it suits his goals. And so Venus conjunct Saturn, anytime they're together in the sky, has raised issues about delayed gratification. It's even raised delayed gratification to an art form. So here's a story to illustrate. A friend once told me that he'd always save one present from the holidays and not open it because for him, the pleasure of having a present always waiting was far greater than the pleasure of opening them all at once. And that's very much the tenor of the day, the whole week really. Okay, on Tuesday, another full moon, super moon graces the skies. Can you believe it? It's already been a month since the blood moon eclipse. But this full moon falls at zero degrees Virgo. Today's Virgo full moon is also a supermoon. Supermoons occur when the new or the full moon occurs at its closest approach to the Earth. Why you care? Well, it's going to appear 15% larger and up to 30% brighter in the skies than usual. And that makes it very, very intense moon. Now, I know we have the moon magic um, available for Astrology Hub, Amanda. This is one of those moons where people might actually want to go check out and download some of the herbal remedies that are available in that essential guide to the full moon. Okay. And we'll put the the link to moon magic in the show notes. Um, it's a great little uh, course that we put together, really easy for you to go through. If you're interested in working with the moon, finding out about the energies of each moon cycle, and also, uh, like Donna just said, working with different herbal remedies around different moons, this is a great one to check out. So we'll put the link to that in the show notes. And and you might definitely want it for this one because it is uh, a really strong lunar vibe. When it involves the Pisces and Virgo, um, they can make people feel a little dizzier than usual. And we've got some great herbal suggestions for homeopathics and Bach flower remedies in there. Okay, so in addition to it being a super moon, um, where the moon is in Virgo brings up all those Virgo issues. And, you know, as a Virgo myself, I can speak to this rather clearly. Virgo's challenge is its pursuit of perfection. What does that really mean? All right. So when I'm talking to my clients, basically I explain that 
Virgo sees the ideal so very, very clearly, like it can taste what the ideal is. But it's also really aware of where you are right now. And so on a good day, Virgo uses that knowledge to plot a course from here to there in that continuous quality improvement that they talk about in workplaces. And you can always keep striving for the better. But on a bad day, the dark side of Virgo gets lost in saying, the ideal is here, I'm right here, and it's so very far away, look at that gap, bad girl, bad girl, bad girl, I haven't been good enough. And that's where Virgo starts to chase its own tail. And so when we get lost in that kind of self-recrimination, focusing more on our our shortcomings than our goal, um, we can get very, very frustrated. And that's where Virgo gets hypercritical and nitpicky because it doesn't know how to move forward. And so Virgo's always best when they remember that satisfaction in the way they're thinking of the ideal is actually not achievable. You just can't get there because perfect is always something in the distance. And so it's better to use that ideal as a guide to keep you moving forward rather than getting stuck on where you are right now. And so that's especially true during this full moon, which is at the first degree of Virgo. And it's also trying very action-oriented Mars in Taurus. Now, Mars is learning lessons about patience in Taurus as well, which can help us find more pleasure in the process of our working towards our goals rather than focusing so much on the goal at the end. So, Amanda, patience. What kinds of suggestions do you have around helping people to be patient? This is one that has traditionally been very challenging for me as well. One of the teachers that my daughter had in kindergarten called patience, she would say, patience is waiting with peace. And so how do we tune into the peaceful aspect of waiting? I find that trusting in the divine timing of all things can be so very helpful. And one of the things that really helps me too is focusing on what else may come in. So in the period of time where we're waiting, there could be another piece of data. There could be another perspective shift. There could be one more thing that needs to come in to make the action that will be taken or to make the result that we're trying to get even better. So it's helpful for me to really focus on, okay, something else may come in. So I'm just going to trust in the timing of this, do my best not to force my will here. And maybe something else is going to come in that's going to make the result that I am so focused on that much better when it happens. How about you, Donna? Yeah, I'm not sure patience is anybody's strong suit in this day and age, unless you've really worked on it. We have instant gratification wherever we go click a button. I remember when I was in college standing at the computer yelling at it because it wasn't printing my stuff fast enough and I was getting perfect quality things in like seconds and it was rather silly that we that we get wrapped around these things. I have a little easy meditation that I use for myself which is, you know, close my eyes and take three deep breaths. And I know it sounds really silly, but I find the body is more patient than the mind. And so as soon as I tune into my physical body, it's easier to be still. I don't know if that works for other people, but I I found it works in a pinch for me. Mm, That's a great suggestion. All right, Donna. So let's talk about um, after the full moon. What do we have coming? Okay. Well, uh, a couple other little tidbits for the moon um, based on where the uh, ruler of the moon is. 
uh, some other things that you might want to keep in your toolkit in case you need them. It might be easier to rely on your intuition to make decisions right now because, again, Neptune, uh, Neptune and Mercury are in Pisces, as well as understanding that the moon is also in alignment with that collection of planets in Capricorn. That's Venus and Saturn and Pluto. And so we need to learn to tap into our yearning and even our obsessions to help cut through the noise and make some real progress. So what I mean by that with this Virgo moon is allow yourself to get a little obsessed. If you've got like a whole bunch of brain fog going on and you're not exactly sure where to go and you can't seem to focus, pick one thing and just use that creative obsession to shut everything else out. It's the force of obsession that will help you tune in to what you're doing and stay focused. All right. And then for those of you who want to really start to ceremonialize and ritualize your work with the new and the full moon energies, and you want more detail on the energies around this upcoming full moon, I highly encourage you to check out our inner circle. We have David Cochran and Giselle Terry as our inner circle guides this month. And they will be doing a full moon forecast and ceremony and mastery class teaching on vibrational astrology. So if you're interested, we'll put the link in the show notes. You can check out the inner circle. In the inner circle, we go way more in depth on the full and the new moon energies. And then we also do a little ceremony and really um, tap into that energy and, and work to embody it so that we're working with the cosmic curriculum instead of against it. So again, we'll put the link in the show notes. You can check that out. Okay, now that's full moon hangover really continues into Wednesday. As the moon continues through Virgo, we find all these same themes playing out. But at least on Thursday, the moon shifts into Libra, giving us a short break from all those exact aspects but it won't last long. So as we move into the weekend, Mercury is squaring off with Jupiter directly. And these aspects have been bubbling since Tuesday's full moon. So you may notice you're more concerned with the grand adventure than the details of packing for that adventure, figuring out exactly where you need to go. Here's an idea though. Listen to how you think about your plans and your hopes. And if you hear yourself saying, yes, but often. Examine what's behind that but because those are fertile places for really looking at the blocks in your life, especially the kind of blocks that you are putting up to your own progress. One of my magical teachers would talk about yes buts. Every time I would say but, she would poke me and she says, okay, where's the block going to come from now? As if on cue, there would be the phone would ring or something else would happen. And I started to laugh at the process of how easy it is for us to sabotage ourselves. And yet, even changing your language from but to and can make a difference because yes, and I need to figure out how to do X, Y, and Z is a lot more powerful because it starts the process of creativity. There's always going to be places in our life that we don't have enough information or we don't have enough resources yet. And if we can open ourselves to the possibility of creating a path to find them, and knowing which ones we need to find, we start tapping into that process that's more related to abundance rather than the lack of what we have. I absolutely love that, Donna. And I just want to encourage all of you right now to try that. Try it on and feel how it feels in your body to say, yes, but, and then try yes, and. You can feel the vibration and the difference between those combination of those combinations of words. And, you know, I do a lot of writing for Astrology Hub, all the emails and all the communication that we do. And I've noticed that if you write but in a sentence, it completely negates 
everything you said before. So if you're saying yes, but it's actually negating your yes. So Donna, I love that suggestion. And so that could be homework for all of us this, this week is to see where we're saying yes. And, and we're using that word, but, and really just replace it. And I love that too, because it's hard to just eliminate something. It's easier to replace it with something. So little homework for everybody. Yes. And, and you will start seeing it everywhere. I remember when I was using this in my own training, you know, 15, 20 years ago, I would go to staff meetings and then I would start hearing my fellow staff members say yes, but, and then I'd start to laugh because you could easily, you could start hearing it, how people think in terms of lack and not in terms of, of coming up with a workaround. And it's a great way to identify the places that need the most work really quickly. Fantastic. You could even enlist a friend. I have certain friends that really help me with my language. You know, they'll say, why don't you just say that a different way? Like just turn it around a little bit. So that could be something you could work on with, uh, with a little buddy. <laughs> a, butt, a butt buddy? Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Okay, Donna. <laughs> we can have a field day with that. All right. Let's, let's wrap up the week. All right. So the Libra moon is also squaring off with that, again, that combination of Venus, Saturn, and Pluto all of which is in Capricorn. That's what astrologers call a stellium. So it's a time that's fueling questions about how your own desires coincide or conflict with the desires of others. Venus and Pluto aren't exactly conjunct until Friday night, but that could make Friday night a very steaming evening or a very explosive one. So think of shining Venus in the sky. If you've ever seen her just hanging uh, low to the horizon. After the sun and the moon, she's the brightest thing in the sky. It, it's actually really hard to keep your eyes off her when she's really bright. Pluto, uh, on the other hand, is a really complex planet. He's about power and transmutation and transformation at the deepest levels. All that stuff that bubbles up from the primitive underworld and the subconscious. So these are potent forces that you put together, desire and primal creation. So when they meet on Friday, it's time to wield them with some wisdom. On Saturday, we're still not out of the woods. Um, Though a little bit of clarity is starting to come back into the picture, maybe assistance, as the messenger of the gods, that's Mercury, brings some helpful hints up from the underworld to help you understand what's behind all of these actions going on. Saturday night's a little more quarrelsome as the moon faces off with feisty Mars. So playtime on Saturday may get a little rough. So it's not for the faint of heart, especially when it involves being out around other people. So you might want to at least take it a little careful, a little caution and open eyes going into the evening on Saturday if you're out and about. And then some folks may need to claim some much needed downtime on Sunday. The moon's still in watery Scorpio, harmonizing with sensitive Neptune, as well as that loner Saturn. But if you feel like the week's been a bit of an emotional roller coaster with all of this moon energy, definitely take some time for yourself to recharge. All right, Donna, it sounds like a really great week ahead. The biggest takeaways that I have are number one, learning for, to wait with peace. So remember the benefits of delayed gratification. Take that pause and remember that sometimes things are better with time. Uh, number two, around the full moon, you may feel inclined to beat yourself up if you're not feeling like you're meeting your own expectations of perfection. 
but remember to use the ideal that you have as a guide versus getting stuck on not being enough. And then number three, this whole theme around paying attention to where you're saying yes, but, and starting to use yes and instead. Anything you want to add there, Donna? I love the way you sum up the energies for the week. Um, you would think that um, you've been summarizing astrology for people for years and because you do it so eloquently. Ah, thank you. Thank you. It's fun for me to kind of synthesize it all into things that we can just take away and, and work with for the week. Sometimes the details get overwhelming for me. And I think that it, uh, our audience really appreciates this about you and the process. That's probably why they tune in and stay till the very end. <laughs> Great. Okay. So speaking of, thank you, all of you out there for tuning in, for being a part of our community and for making astrology a part of your life. And this Thursday, we are actually going to be featuring Donna. I'm going to be interviewing Donna on shamanic astrology. What is shamanic astrology? How can shamanic astrology really help us to cultivate our own relationship with the planets so that we can actually get to a place so that you can get to a place where you're empowered to ask questions and receive answers and to really be in that co-creative dance with the universe. So that's coming on Thursday. Stay tuned. And if you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet, now would be a good time to do that so that whenever we have new episodes, you get a little alert on your phone. We also so appreciate any ratings or reviews. And we're doing a little contest right now. If you rate and review the podcast, you are entered into a contest <laughs> where you can uh, win a reading with Donna. So if you would like to have a personalized reading with Donna Woodwell, please give your honest rating and review of the podcast and you will be entered in to win that. And we're going to be announcing the winner on February 21st. So that's coming right up. And all of you who have already rated and reviewed, you are automatically entered into the contest to win. So you do have a chance and we are so grateful that you took the time to do that. Thank you so much. All right, everybody, we will see you on Thursday. Thanks for tuning in. Are you ready to learn more about astrology, take your work with the moon cycles to the next level, and experience what it feels like to be supported by a thriving community of like-minded and like-hearted souls? Then we have the place for you. Join Astrology Hub's Inner Circle, a global community dedicated to spiritual growth, lunar forecasts, and mastery classes with leading astrologers. Simply go to astrologyhub.com slash inner circle to learn more and join us today. Reconnect with your childlike wonder of the universe and rediscover your place and purpose in it all. Join our inner circle today. Visit astrologyhub.com slash inner circle and get in our inner circle today. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Astrology Hub podcast. We can't wait to continue exploring with you and bringing you astrology's most practical wisdom so you can live your life on purpose. We'll catch you on the next episode. Hi, this is Chris Kaplan, the producer of the Astrology Hub podcast. This episode is over, but check the show notes for links to products and services you've heard about during this episode. And if you enjoyed our show, please subscribe and rate using the subscribe button wherever you listen to your podcasts.